Hello and welcome to another edition of the Valor Talks podcast. Uh, this is... Hang on. <laughs> I'm recording this very early in the morning, so... If I sound a little groggy here, so... <laughs> Don't be surprised if I feel like I just cut out at some points. I literally just got up like an hour or so ago to record this, so, yeah, let's get back on track, this is the Valor Talks Podcast, I'm your host, ValorX77, we got a lot of topics to cover today on today's podcast, we have, first, the expansion teams have revealed their branding, number two, we are going to go over the protection list and see that which teams are going to get hit the hardest, and which ones are going to be stay the same. But first, we have to address how my own player has been doing. Uh, let me pull up the index real quick. Scroll up to the SMJHL index on another tab. As we go into standings, we're going to hit Anaheim here. Where am I? Oh, here I am. Uh, the Dell Valor here has put up in 66 games. She has 11 goals and 17 assists for 28 points. The Dell only got 13 points last season. She was playing not very much ice time then. Her minutes have nearly doubled as a result. Even though the fact that if you take a look at her time on ice compared to other players, she isn't used that much. And because of that, she's not going to have a lot. She would theoretically have slightly more points, like around 30, if she had a bit more minutes. But she played on the team's second line, so I'm, I'm happy about that. Most of her points came from power play goals, so yeah, it's pretty good. Anaheim as a whole, um, they did decent, but however, they went into the playoffs on a cold streak and they just couldn't get out of it. We ended up getting swept, unfortunately, by Maine. I'd like to say that the offense didn't show up. Yes, my player was also invisible too. Uh, but that's another rant for another time. Uh, especially what I've seen here is that we here at Anaheim, we've been getting harassed a lot as of late in the season. I really don't like it. If this harassment continues, I'm going to have to seriously think punishments are on the way. Harassment should not be tolerated in the league. <laughs> also, no... You heard me sneeze on the podcast. Don't worry. I'm fully vaccinated. I literally got my second dose last week. To prove how pathetic Anaheim was during the playoffs, they only put up four goals the whole series. That shut out in game three, too. Which, if that's not pathetic enough, we got to hop over to... 
what the heck Matador did. He was a liability in net during playoffs. I mean, the only problem was is that he had a sub-500 record despite pretty solid goals against average numbers and four shutouts. He struggled in the playoffs. Then we have Rosa, who has a above 500 record, but has definitely struggled a bit in the save percentage category. Struggled a bit. She's a working goalie, so yeah. If we jump over to the playoffs, the only player who really showed up points-wise was AJ Terrell. Everybody else was invisible. If we take a look at goalies here, oof, Matador struggled, not even winning a single game and having a sub-900 save percentage, ugh, and a 3.353 goals against average, too, ugh, that's just, ugh, awful. So, if we currently pull up the playoffs right now, So, round one, we had Anchorage, Aus, Nevada. I'm shocked they were able to win a game compared to us. It's either the Sim hates Matador that badly, or the Sim hates our offense. It's one of those. Uh, we had a huge upset in round one, too, because Carolina fell in five games to Vancouver. So, yeah. And then Quebec... They are defending champions. They were in a bit of a hole early. They came back from down three games to one to not only win game five, shut out in game six, and then blow them out in game seven. Quebec moves on, and they will play Detroit. Maine will take up Newfoundland. Vancouver will take on the number one team in the regular season, Kelowna. And Anchorage will take on Colorado. So, yeah. We're going to jump over to the SHL and see what's going on over there. First, we're going to take a look at the standings here. To no one's surprise, Hamilton just killed in the regular season. The top team, of course, Hamilton, no one's surprised. They've only lost 10 times in a season. That is crazy. And the fact that they're nearly impossible to defeat them on the road at home. If you go into Hamilton, you better pray you come out with a win. Because that's for certain a loss waiting to happen. Then we have Buffalo, not surprised they're up there. Uh, Texas, who won their division. Chicago barely edged out Toronto for the last spot. Toronto, despite having the fifth best point total, still misses the playoffs. Well, that's going to be a problem that is going to be solved next season when we have our playoff expansion. More teams are going to be in the playoffs, so yeah, that's good.
followed by Calgary, another division winner. Then we have Seattle. Welcome to the playoffs, pal. This is your first playoff appearance since joining the league in S56. Then we have Edmonton, who made the playoffs. L.A. Minnesota's 10th best record. But guess what? Doesn't matter. They missed the playoffs. Then we have San Francisco, who did, in fact, make the playoffs again because how bad New Orleans was. Then we have our so-called Mickey Mouse division because it was so bad that we had a team not only win the division with a sub-500 record, but a minus goal differential, too. That was Atlanta. 56 points, minus 38 goal differential. Then we have Winnipeg, Baltimore, Tampa, New England, Manhattan, New Orleans. Baltimore and Tampa made the playoffs, by the way. To no one's surprise, both of them were ousted pretty quickly in five games. Atlanta's still alive, but they have to deal with Buffalo. Then we have our teams who failed to qualify. New England, I have bad news for you. You have a lotto pick that got traded to Tampa. So, Manhattan, what happened to them? They went from division winner last year to second worst record in the league the, the year after that. And then, of course, New Orleans, who's still on the bottom. They do have a better point to better record compared to last year, but 160 goals, minus 160 goal differential. Yikes. This team is pretty bad, but not S54 Tampa bad, but that's another story for another time. Now we will talk about the playoffs. As I said earlier, these series actually finished pretty quickly. Buffalo took down Tampa in five. They could have swept them, but Tampa won game four. Chicago finished off Baltimore in five. They could have swept them, but lost game three. Edmonton took down LA four to two. And Seattle. In their first ever playoff appearance, picked up their first ever playoff win, series win, winning in six games. That series had like two overtimes, I think, which were split by both teams. Round two is set up to be Calgary having home ice advantage against Chicago, Hamilton and Edmonton meeting up in the playoffs for the second straight year. If you remember, that series did go seven, so Edmonton's not afraid to upset Hamilton. Buffalo-Atlanta, I think the series will end up being a quick one, as I view Buffalo to be the stronger roster. Seattle-Texas is a bit of an interesting series. However, I do think Texas moves on in six. All right, so we got for those talking about what's been going on. Now we're going to jump into what the heck's been going on in the league. So first off, we're going to review what's... First, we'll talk about the protection list. So pretty much, if we pull this up real quick, 
So, Atlanta has chosen to keep safe from the... I'm going to make this quick. Uh, a few players who I thought were... I'm surprised they weren't... But Atlanta pretty much made a few obvious choices. Definitely right to keep the core together. So, yeah. I'd say Atlanta definitely... is not going to really be affected by the expansion draft. I do think they are the strongest team in that division alone. But do I think they get past the second round? No, definitely not. You're pretty much stuck unless somebody like Hamilton has, like, collapses. Uh, next up here is Baltimore. Uh, there were a few surprises, like... I've Maximus not being protected and Emerson not being protected... Crash Wagon, not surprised he got protected. Uh, he was the league leader in goals last season. Unfortunately, it belongs to a Hamilton player now because, of course, the Sim likes Hamilton. I can rant all day about the, those guys. Buffalo, in my opinion, is not going to be really that affected. They're still going to be dominant. They're still the best. They're going to be one of the best in the league. I think Chicago moving to the West actually helps them. Chicago was not really that affected. Yeah, Chicago still going to be a strong team coming next season. I think the entrance of Matt Smith making his debut after spending a few seasons down in Quebec... He was dominant for Chicago that year. Oh, propelled Chicago to a, to a pretty high playoff spot. Then we come to the arrogant, unlikable Hamilton Steelhawks. Not surprised. They made a few good protection choices. However, there are a few head scratchers. Like, Ibrahimovic Jr. probably should have been protected. Uh... Jobin getting protected is not a surprise. He's been probably one of the best goalies in the league. Other than Matt Smith. Next up, we have Manhattan. Oh, boy. This roster looks wonky. I think the big week... Yeah. I don't know why Manhattan is struggling personally. Their TV there is fucked. I think they just had bad luck in the sim. Do I think they get helped in the division realignment? Probably, because there will be an expansion team in the division. Great Lakes is still going to be scary division as Toronto. As unfortunately for New England, you are likely to be going to be realigned to that division. So, if you really want to challenge Cup, unfortunately, you're going to have to hope Hamilton falls off a cliff. Speaking of them, that's my problem. They don't have very high TPE. And they have a really tight TPE goalie in Franz Eller. And also they acquired Finn Reese. Looked like a good trade for them, possibly making them contenders. Nope. They missed the playoffs by one point. Tampa, who was not surprised they made it in. So, there's as well explainable. Toronto's as well explainable. Calgary's as well explainable. So, yeah. We have those. So.
Edmonton is well explainable too. Edmonton, I think they I look at some of the guys they chose to protect. I also noticed they chose to protect Capo Kapanen, meaning he is likely going to be called up. What that means is that Anaheim's probably gonna have to name a new captain pretty soon. It's probably gonna either be Sakai Walker or Ravens care Ravens guy getting selected to be get the C. I'm not sure who's gonna pick up the new the A. Is it gonna be Micro? Is it gonna be Duncan? Is it even gonna be me potentially? We'll see. LA, pretty easy choices for them. So, yeah. Monarchs made a few questionable choices, but oof. Losing a 2,000 TPE player to retirement is going to hurt. New Orleans, pretty easy choices there, too. Since the rest of the core outside of them is pretty inactive. Also, they have a really strong farm system, too. However, this field is self-explainable, too. Same for Seattle. Although they made a few questionable choices by not protecting Abel Skinner. And protecting Riso. I cannot pronounce that name, but I know that Saints player, so yeah. Texas. Oof. Did Texas really just expose a 2,000 DPE player? That's crazy. So, yeah, he's probably going to get traded. These expansion teams are going to be really good. Winnipeg, oof, oof. Winnipeg's going to get hurt by expansion. Yeah, I hate to admit this. They are definitely going to be struggling a bit. So, we covered the expansion draft. We're going to talk about team rankings now. So, Montreal is going by the Patriots. Mm. It's a decent branding, in my view. But we're going to talk about Philadelphia, who chooses to go by the Philadelphia Forge. Looks like they're running a red, black, and orange color scheme, which is interesting. Uh, their home jersey is indeed going to be orange, so it's nice to see another see an orange team. I think this team is more appropriate if, if it, in Pittsburgh. I think if you switch the orange for a yellow, so. Not bad branding, but probably would have been better in Pittsburgh, in my view. And this brand next one, in my view, is a head-scratcher. Montreal Patriots, I just simply call them Patriots. The logo looks 
extremely questionable. Like, the alternate looks better than the main crest. Also funny enough, I joked about this in the PBE. This render here looks like Jose 43. If you don't know, it's a good friend of mine in Van. Yes, this is Sinai Van's PBE player as the logo. I pretty much joked it looked exactly like him. So, yeah. So, yeah, not bad branding, my opinion. So, later today, it's going to happen after I record this podcast, as I'm recording this. It's currently 9.54 p.m. I'm at a.m. Jesus. Like I said earlier, I'm a little groggy. 9.54 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time here in Valor Country. Which, the draft lottery is going to occur in a few hours. However, I am going to be at work. Which will explain why. I'm not going to be able to watch it. But, so here are pretty much your odds. We also got breaking news. The Great Lakes is getting renamed. It is simply going to be called the Northeast Division now. So, here are your current draft lottery lots. B. Sorry about that. My foot is a little itchy this morning. The New Orleans Spectres, obviously having the worst record. Has the most balls in 30. Followed by the Manhattan Rage with 25. New England, this pick was traded to Tampa. So Tampa here has 20. The Forge and the Patriots have... The Philadelphia Forge and the Montreal Patriots both have 20 balls. As stated in the rules. Uh, The Winnipeg Aurora, 15 balls. Minnesota Monarchs, 10. Toronto... Wu's pick was traded to Manhattan as five balls. So Manhattan really has 30 balls and has pretty much the same odds as, you know, New Orleans. Which gives me the point to say it's probably Tampa who gets the pick. But I'm now going to switch over to my advice section. So recently in the league... I know a lot of people here are sick and tired of seeing the same teams in the playoffs. I really don't mind that, so 
get used to it, but don't worry. More teams are going to be able to make the playoffs next season when we have a playoff expansion. We're going to go from 12 teams in the playoffs to 16 teams in the playoffs. And these will be conference-based. Because of that, we're going to see a lot more stronger teams from those conferences who missed the playoffs initially. Well, this was probably created because we had stronger teams like Chicago and Toronto constantly missing the playoffs because of war, because of Hamilton and Buffalo's existence. So now, if I think of what's going to happen next season, if that format was in play today, the top eight, but no one's surprised. So the top division winners would obviously get the first two seeds. Then, of course, we have the outside division winners. So right now, the East would be Hamilton is the one. Atlanta, surprisingly, becomes the two. Buffalo third. Chicago, who will be moved to the Western Conference next season. No one's surprised. But if the two T's would have been on the West, uh, New Orleans was going to get realigned to the East. Which is pretty much nightmare fuel because if you're pretty much playing in the same division as Hamilton, it's death. You're not winning any. So, we're going to discuss what I think now is going to happen in the playoffs as it plays out. Uh, first off, we have the Calgary versus Chicago series. Very likely this goes six or seven. I have the Syndicate moving on in seven games. Next series we have is Seattle against Texas. This is a close series. However, I do think Texas moves on in six. Because Texas has the second best record, they are waiting to see who Hamilton Edmonton is. I once again, I'm, pick, I'm picking the Hamilton Steelhawks. I said five games initially. I think they move on in six games. I do not think this series is a sweep. Edmonton's probably going to steal a few games. Heck, there's even a chance they could possibly pull the upset. It's the playoffs, so everything is unpredictable. Unless you have Hamilton winning the cup, which is pretty much an obvious choice. So... Next thing we have here is Atlanta-Buffalo. This is a sweep. Atlanta, you're not winning a game in this series. You are the weakest division winner in the playoffs. As a result, you will be swept. I hate to say it. So now it sets up our second Could this very well be an all-Great Lakes final again for, like, S58 was a Great Lakes final. S Yeah. It was a Great Lakes final for like the past three seasons. This is why we have the division realignment. To prevent the same teams getting in the finals. So we have Buffalo and Chicago. And we have Texas Hamilton. I think I have... Buffalo moving on in seven games of Chicago. I'm actually going to feel crazy of saying this, but I have Texas shutting down Hamilton 
at cutting off the chance of a dynasty. Texas upsets Hamilton in seven, setting up a Buffalo against Texas final. Who I think Texas finally prevails as champion. Texas ends up winning the final in six games. Proving to the world that it is possible to beat Hamilton before the division realignment. Break for a few before we jump into the questions real quick. So, graders, just grade this part. I'm a little, I'm just going to take a few minutes. So, back in. Apologize for that, graders. I just had to take a quick dump real quick. So, now we are going to be jumping in to your questions for the next half hour. I will try to take as long as possible to answer them because it is double media. Oh, speaking of which, we should cover what's happened with the charity event before we jump into questions. So, as a cherry thing pull up. So, we have team prizes. So, New Orleans and Colorado have banners for basically being donating the most money to support charity. Next thing we have is site prizes double media has been activated but your articles can only be 5,000 words maximum still that's like 5 million you still get like 10 million which will be enough to cover your 8.5 million dollar equipment purchase uh, we have Norv and recording copy pastas the nice thing in championship week is that you get a free task, meaning one last task you have to do, which definitely makes it a bit more user-friendly. 
There's also, you got to claim the page for free 2 TPE, which that's nice. The prizes for that, for each of you getting 1,200 goals. There was a few gifts that were given out. Custom charity card, because we're having the launch of SHL trading cards coming very soon. Which is quite similar to ISFL's DOT system. I think that's when the pi they pioneered that. So, yeah. Alright, it's time to hop in for some questions. Here, so... Oh boy, we actually had a few more hop in since I started recording this. <laughs> I'm 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 flabbergasted. So we have multiple questions from Ace, so we'll jump into them right away. He says, hi, Valor. Keep doing what you're doing with the Outlaws. You'll get an SHL team to draft you. Well, that made my days. <laughs> no, I don't have COVID. I'm fine. I'm fully vaxxed. First question you ask is, what, what's your take on the opening shots article power rankings? I just read it as Simulation Hockey Network trying to get us angry. Well, they did get us to jump a little bit, but do I think it's worth the harassment that we got during the season? Definitely not. Like, for real, really, you don't want that. So the next question is, why do you think Anaheim has had the success so far? This was early in the season. I definitely believe is that Matador had a hot start. I mean, he had like three games where he shut down everyone. And then he like peaked early. I think what caused Matador to get hurt a little bit was he got called up briefly to be served as the Storm, as Storm Chamberlain's backup in Winnipeg. Which definitely hurt his development a bit and what I think caused him to lower his confidence. He then asked, most of Anaheim's season at that point was wonder rookie goalie Zen Rosa. How has their game been? Um, They've been decent. I mean, pretty solid for a rookie goaltender. Above 500 record and almost a 900 save percentage is really good. Now, if that person could stay active, for sure a team's going to take him. I think the better spot for them is ending up getting taken by an expansion team because you'll officially have a, probably at least a backup spot. So you'll have eventually have some playing time for that team. So yeah, pretty decent. He then asked, because you are draft eligible yet again, do you have any preferred SHL destinations? That is probably the hardest question I have to answer. Oof. Oh. <sighs> Man, 
Based on the previous scouting conversations I had last season, so far I've only been scouted once, and it was from Winnipeg again. This time it was Wuma who reached out to me, so I know Winnipeg's high on my board because I had a really good conversation with them. New Orleans is another team who I think is very high on my board too. I have a pretty good relationship with a lot of the members of the locker room. And Joe, Joe K included. Uh, another team who I think I want to be on. Ooh, this is hard actually. I know Seattle's a good place too. Because I heard their GMs are quite well. And they're a team on the rise. I know LA's a really good... LA and San Francisco are both pretty chill spots too. I had really good conversations with them. As much as I hate to say this, I really like to go to Hamilton too, but it's going to be hard. I'm likely gone before they end up getting the pick. Because I did see that they traded their first round pick, so yeah. I don't mind if I end up on a Great Lakes team personally. Or should I say Northeast team because that's the new division name as of right now. Even as at that time when the season started, any predictions of how the season will finish at Anaheim? I'd honestly think that we would probably win at least one playoff series. But the Sim decided otherwise and said, LOL, no, this team's apparently worse compared to last. But do I think the team's worse? No, definitely not. Because I don't think the team is worse. I think, yeah. Just had some really, really rotten sim luck about certain things. And oh yeah, Matador was extremely bad in shootouts. I mean, really bad. To be fair, he's lost, I think, the most shootouts in the league this season. So I'd say Matador is sim cursed, period. We have even more. We've had more questions coming from Ace here. Heathen asks, how are you enjoying your second season with the Outlaws? It's been pretty good. Maybe a little bit outside of the locker room. I am a tad bit concerned about toxicity levels. But I have been trying to keep them in check. Because... Certain members, I hate to do this on my podcast, but Micro, if you're listening to this, you're being a little bit too hard on yourself, man. I'm always there if you need me to, to speak with. So I hate I hate just seeing people be hard on themselves. It just makes me really sad to see that. That's why I pretty much made the post that said it's only sim why you have to be mad. It's practically become a joke in the locker room ever since. So, yeah. It's only Sim. Why do you have to be mad? Thoughts on next season with Anaheim? Are the Outlaws a contender next season? I definitely view Anaheim coming out stronger. Their, all of their defense is going to be capped. That's the problem what happened with Anaheim this season. Not everyone was either at the 350 or 425 cap. 
which definitely showed some glaring weaknesses. So, yeah. Atwell should be a contender, but do I... It depends on if Colorado gets hurt up by call-ups. I know Anaheim is going to lose Kapanen to a call-up, as he will be playing in Edmonton next season. So, Kawashima's probably got another year or two. Most of the core has a year or two left before call-ups cross the roster. So, I'd basically say our window is just opening up. Perfect timing. Roxa, Rosa is going to be at 350 cap too. So, even if Matador has to play time in Winnipeg, Rosa will be a solid backup to support. Even ask any chat with GMs about your upcoming draft eligibility. I haven't had any talks really with them yet, which I'm really surprised. I know it's like only the second round, so I expect a few to reach out next week, which is likely going to be the week before the draft, since my gut is telling me it's first week of June, like June 3rd, I think. Third or fourth is going to be when I think is going to be when the SHO draft. So I haven't had any talks yet, unfortunately. So GMs, if you're listening to this podcast, my DMs are open for you. Just hit me up. I'll let you know if I'm busy because there's a chance you might contact me and I'm at work. I'm saying, I'm working. Uh, Could you contact me in a few hours? So, the next question. Is from Infidel, who who we did select first overall in the SMJHL draft player standing desk he says how excited are you about this upcoming SHL draft most of his questions are draft oriented because I'm focused on the draft right now and trying to make as much money as I can this podcast will help because number one we have double media active that means if this goes an hour I get eight million which pretty much covers my equipment which is good So, yeah. So, I'm pretty excited about the draft, but I'm still a little nervous that I'm not going to get drafted again. But GMs know this time, like, Max Erner from last draft that didn't get picked. I feel like I'm going to be high on most teams' boards, probably the expansion teams. Because they are going to want somebody who, wants to, who can immediately fill in for, like, a bottom six role. My player is designed to be a speedy player. So, basically, a Pavel Bure-type player. But before he got injury-prone. Like, he was really fast. He kept scoring goals left and right. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited for this draft, personally. What destination stands out most to you and why? 
I haven't heard from the expansion teams yet, but the ones that interest me the most, I think New Orleans, Winnipeg are in good spots for roster reasons, and they're developing a nice young team in the farm system. Uh, Hamilton excites me a lot because if you don't get traded, you're good. And you end up being part of Hamilton's roster. You could say, like, you're pretty much on, like, the dominant team and you manage to work your way up. Being on Hamilton is pretty much a grind from what I heard from other people. Infidel later asks, do you prefer hot or cold weather? Mm. This is actually a hard one. I do slightly prefer hotter weather because I really don't like the cold period. Unless it's like air conditioning cold, I'm fine. I really, really, really hate cold weather. I hate winter much. That's why I prefer summer more. In moderation, obviously, because if summer gets too long. So, yeah. And our last question of the day comes from a capital Chicago, who is our SMJHL commissioner. But wait, Val, but hold up. Yeah, I got two more people. So he even asked, best or worst branding in the J? Uh, ooh, this is, I like the Carolina Kraken name. It's pretty good for the location. The branding, I do not like the most. Ooh. This is a hard one. Main timber makes sense because Maine has a lot of trees. Uh, another brand. Ooh, this is hard. Uh, I'm going to have to say... This is hard, actually. I'm not a fan of the Citadel's name. The logo is an owl. I'm not sure if a Citadel is French for an owl. Makes sense that they go with a French name. Sort of like how Montreal's team is in the province of Quebec. So they also go with a French name. Which perfectly makes sense too. So I'd say Citadel's is one of the worst. I am a sucker for Carolina. And... I'm going to say Maine. Those brandies are perfect for the area. Our next few questions are from... I'm pretty sure these two are multis. I don't know why. But these two feel extremely similar. It's from Kymprak. That's the first one. Rule one, don't trust anybody with an owl profile picture. So, Kaya first asks, what are some of the best qualities you'll bring to a team that drafts you? Uh, number one, I am a max earner. Obviously, max earning is definitely key to what a GM wants. If you can find a max earner like at the bottom of the third, you got yourself a steal because you found out that GMs were foolish to pass on that person. Number two, I'm a really good person in the locker room. Uh, during throughout the season in Anaheim, I've actually given out personal therapy to some users who are not feeling, who are feeling pretty down. So if you need someone to be like a locker room cheerleader slash therapist, I can fill that role quite well. Uh, 
So, another thing that I bring is I I pretty much have, like, a very good personality. I'm really go... I'm pretty much a go-getter, so... I'm very... I have a lot of energy at times. Uh, what I do warn about myself, though, is a person... One of my character flaws is... I'm a bit hard on myself at times. Especially during playoffs. You probably know why. I'm literally cursing them. <laughs> uh, cough, cough, ISFL, I can't win a dang championship or reward. To be fair, I felt like I got robbed of an award last time. Because of yards bias. Then, Kaya then asked, What's your favorite thing about the SHL? How does it compare to your experience in the league so far? I'd like to say, I really enjoy the automated bank system. It's a step up to what we have here in the PVE and ISFL. It's better to use. The update system is also something I like because it's quite simple. In my opinion, it was a little bit shaky after the undrafted incident. But after that, I pretty much set myself down like, all right, time to grind. And SHL's a giant grind. You're either in it or you're told get out. So I like this league. Kind of then ask, and this question honestly triggers me. How do you think the Cats will do in the playoffs this year? Well, buddy, have you not seen how they've been doing as of late? <sighs> Uninspired, dead meat. Everyone outside of Samsonov and Ovechkin isn't even trying. Even Samsonov had a gaffe. Cough, game three. I'm not sure if that's either his fault or is that Justin Schultz's fault. Anyway, Caps are likely deadening the roster in the offseason. Probably firing the GM too. Because why the hell would you trade Vana to the Red Wings, bro? I get it, Mampa's a good player, but that's not what we need. We need a strong defenseman. So overall, pretty bad. Then, oh look, so before I talk about this guy, I actually got given a GM role. I am the co-GM of Team World in the World Junior Classic. So yeah, and Ahmed's my co, so it's my co-GM Ahmed. So he then asked, first ask, do you have any particular goals you'd like to accomplish next season or throughout your career? Obviously, my first main goal is I want to get drafted. A hundred percent. Find a team spot team and make sure you have a spot on that roster. Uh, next season, I want to... For my goal for Videl is 30 points. I'm going to say 30. Videl had 28. I'm keeping the bar reasonably low so I can keep myself happy. And for my career, I want my player to score at least 250 goals, which I think is reasonable. 250 goals, uh, 800 points. So, for the people that ask, how long are your career are you shooting for? Planning to earn for regression. 
I definitely want to make sure this player lasts the full three years. Because once you make your player, you're stuck with them for three whole years. Almost four. So basically, this is going to be my go-to sim league for a very long time. In the event I may have to quit from both PB and ISFL, I can stick with SHL because you don't have to do that much to be a max earner there. So, yeah. I am planning to go for regression, and I want to have a Hall of Fame career. A thousand points is a bit of a, I think, is definitely a ceiling, but the lowest bar I want to reach is 800 points and 250 goals. I keep in my goals quite reasonable. He even asks, which two teams have the best branding in the SHL, SMJHL? If their mascots had to fight, who would win? I touched on the SMJHL part earlier. I'm going to mention that the Kraken and the main Timber makes sense. Uh, Timber's mascot would... 100% lose to a Kraken. Anaheim's mascot will win. You wonder why? The person literally has a gun. And when somebody has a gun and you don't have anything to defend, you're screwed. Because you only have one shot at your life. Don't miss it. Period. Or else you wasted your life. In the SHL, my personal favorite brandings are uh, Edmonton's Blizzard, which their mascot is a fox. Uh, we have New Orleans Spectres. Looks like a freaking ghost slash specter as a mascot. Uh, LA has another good one. We have a pamper as a mascot. San Francisco's is a lion. Seattle's, I don't know. Probably a bobcat or something. Uh, Chicago, I'm not sure how to keep that. Chicago's also is pretty much mafia related, so they probably beat everyone because of guns alone. So I'm going to say probably my favorite brandings are New Orleans, Chicago, L.A., Winnipeg, and I'm going to say a hot take here, Atlanta. I really like their branding. A Phoenix is such a great logo. And that's it for the questions. Now I'm going to jump into something very personal for a few minutes. So as of recently late, the pandemic has probably caused a strain on your mental health. If you're feeling down... I'd like to recommend you to go to a place that I discovered which helped treat me when I had my own mental health problems. It's called The Haven. It's per- it's for definitely for everyone. Perfect for therapy talks. They even have a server for people under the age of 18, which did help for my therapy. I'm able to be more calmer in sim leagues now because of it. If it hadn't been for The Haven, who knows where I would have been today. Or even still in this league. So, yeah. I'm going to be dropping a link to The Haven in my podcast thread when I post it up. Also, 
there I always put a few reminders at the end of my podcast. But we still have a few minutes left to record a bit, so I'm gonna talk about my SMGHL playoff predictions now. So I'm going to say Colorado is going who is Colorado go Anchorage. I see Anchorage winning, but I'm going to say Colorado in seven. Something told me Anchorage chokes. Kelowna versus Vancouver. Sorry, Vancouver. You're getting knocked down in five. Uh, Quebec-Detroit is actually an even series. I'm going to say Detroit in six. And then finally, we have Newfoundland against Maine. I'm going to say Newfoundland in seven. Maine is a sneaky good team who has played spoiler. Look what they did to Anaheim last during the playoffs. They're going to probably do the same thing. Round three, we have Newfoundland against Kaloa. We have Colorado going against Detroit. I'm going to say Detroit knocks out Colorado in six. And Kelowna outlasts Newfoundland in seven. Setting up a Detroit versus Kelowna final. Which I think Kelowna wins in six games. Why? You simply cannot stop that offensive firepower lineup. A lineup of guys like Izzy, Chatome, uh, Danny C. Yeah, that lineup is like stacked offensively. Benjamin Blue Jr. is a brick wall. You literally can't score on them. And the problem is, they would easily drop, if you don't have a cap goalie, they're dropping seven, eight, or nine goals on you every goddamn night. And you will like it. They pretty much make all goalies look like... <laughs> look like junior league goalies. Yeah. Kelowna makes your goalie look like they're playing in a beer league and giving up soft ones left and right. So, yeah, my champions, I predict, are going to be Kelowna and Texas. I'm going to be, I bet my Texas one is probably going to be incorrect. Hamilton's going to find their way to bullshit to another title. Hamilton, I got news for you. The real alignment's coming, and you're going to lose to Buffalo in the conference final for now long. Hopefully this realignment does something to slow them down. Because for the next few years, if Hamilton keeps winning, the parity of the league is going to be bad and retention rates are going to be down. The nice thing about SHL is that we have consistent high draft classes. So GMs pretty much keep good amount of players. It all comes down to the GM pretty much in the league. Especially here, one bad decision can haunt you a few seasons later. (sighs) Anyway, so don't forget to talk to a friend today. And if you need some therapy, you can either contact me on Discord. My tag is ValorX77, hashtag 5210. Or you can follow the link at the end of this podcast to The Haven. All right, folks, have a great rest of your day. And this is Valorex 77 signing off.